Cool, so we are live back again. You know, this is episode seven of the Break Room Podcast um, with Tozilla. Um We are live with an SEL City soccer player. Kwame, how do you say your second name? Awua. Awua. Yeah. What's that? that? From Ghana. From Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, y'all beat us in the, yeah. in the AFCON. Yeah. That was crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Real quick, Ghanaian Joe first or Nigerian? Uh, we know we're not gonna agree on this, so <laughs> let's just but not get into it. Do you actually like for real? Have you tried Nigerian food? Yeah, I have, I have, I have. I have. Are you like, yeah, so I've tried Nigerian food 100. percent Are you thinking the answer? I think what I'm used to is better. See, yeah, I think that's because you're used to it. But you know, we we don't have to get into that <laughs> yeah. one. We can right go back there. and forth. Yeah, though. but um, SDL City soccer player, you know, the new MLS team has come to St. Louis. Um. You want to take us through how you got here because, of course, you know, you, you told us, you told me kind of a small bit. Like, how do you get to SLC? Like, was you playing in university or something? Um, I've been playing professional soccer for, this is my seventh year now playing pro. Um, yeah, I got drafted from University of Connecticut. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Um, I, got, I went to University of Connecticut for three and a half years. Got drafted to New York City FC in MLS. And played there for two and a half years, and then went back home to play in the Canadian Premier League at Forge FC. Um, it was actually a weird situation because after I left Forge, I had a preseason stint with uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. But STL came knocking, and I thought it was the right decision, like right opportunity for me to come be part of a new project, a new a, a new situation. Yeah. And. Knowing that St. Louis is such a big um, soccer-driven city, yeah, like, yeah, I was like, it's, it's a no-brainer. So I just ended up pulling up, and I was like, okay. Uh, Coach John Hackworth uh, called me, and I was totally down with the project, and here I am now. So for the people here yeah, that don't understand, so you went to university in the University of Connecticut, but you was in Toronto. So was that like a full scholarship? Do you want to write? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, was, I got uh, scouted when I was playing with my academy team. Um, crazy story. At that time, the University of Connecticut was ranked number two in the country. So when they told me that they wanted me to come, I was like, damn. Yeah. What are, what are their chances? But yeah, it was a full scholarship. I ended up cap- captaining the team for two years at the my junior and senior year. And yeah, it was a great experience. So, I mean, a lot of people can't afford school in America. As yeah. Um, but for me to get a full scholarship, I was able to get my education and play soccer. So you did four years at University of Connecticut? I actually graduated a semester early. Oh. So I did three and a half, yeah. So when you did, so what's it like, right, in high school? Because I played London, came here, got a scholarship at high school. We was different. So what's it like for you knowing, so how, okay, let's change the question. How early did you know that you was going to be professional? I don't know. I mean, you know, foreign parents, when you yeah. tell them, oh, if you want to do anything that has to do with art, uh, sports, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like music or whatever, like, they kind of frown upon it. So when I told my parents, I knew I always wanted to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. And then they had to be like, oh, you have to pick a plan B. And I was like, what do you mean? Plan, plan B is to make plan A work. Yeah. Like, I'm playing soccer and that's it. So, like, once my parents realized how good I was, they were like, damn, okay, this can actually be something that, like, yeah. you can pursue. But they're like, yeah, but make sure you get a backup plan. Luckily, at that time, when I went to the University of Connecticut, the 
people weren't signing contracts in North America at a young age, at 17, 16, 17 years old. So I was able to go to get a scholarship and it helped me mature as a, as a young man and to put me in the professional world. And I came out knowing a lot better than a lot of these young cats do when they go straight yeah. into football. So, I mean, I appreciate the whole uh, system. So, real quick, is soccer or football for you in Canada? Well, what do they say? Yeah. But for me, I say football. Like, when I'm talking to guys that understand soccer, yeah. like, see, when I talk to guys that understand football, yeah. like, I say football. But, like, if I'm saying in ge general public, then I'll say soccer. Yeah. yeah. So, when was it when you're playing, right? Because mm -hmm. even me, personally, I know when I had my moment when mm -hmm. I must have been, like, 10. Ball came, flicked over a guy's head, and I hit. I said, okay, cool, I'm good at this. Mm -hmm. When was the time where, was it high school? Was it when you was young, where you did something in the game or something, five aside, where you said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm that guy? Um, I think there's a couple. I mean, when you're a kid, like, I played on really good teams when I was younger and helped me develop and with players that were better than me. So I, I wouldn't say like when I was my youth until probably I, did, I, I probably got, had that moment when I was like 15 when like I was like the main guy on the team and I led my team to a championship. I was like, yeah, I'm that guy. Like every game I went on the field, I was like, yo, no one is better than me. Yeah. yeah so like it was kind of arrogant, but at that point in time, I was like, my favorite player of all time was Messi. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I am emulate everything he does. And it ended up working. So I was like, damn. Like, I'm like, I'm that guy. I used to just go on the field. And just, I used to play, I played free. And like, yeah. that's what helped me get to where I am. So, yeah, I think that was like 15 years old. That's when you really decide if like, do I really want to do this for real? Yeah. Or am I still doing this for fun? Is there, was there ever a time, right, where you're playing and you're just like, because you wanted to be a professional soccer player, but was there a time where you was like, I don't know if I might do this? Um, actually, in college, a lot of people don't know. I don't tell this people this story. Um, I was have it wasn't my career in college. I wasn't going bad. It was just like it wasn't being homesick either. Yeah, I think it was just a lot of tension within the team and the coaches and the staff. And I can tell my college ex college coach now because I'm a lot older. But I think there was a lot of tension and like, I just wanted to leave. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because it, we just weren't getting along. We were bumping heads. Yeah. And instead of me keep continuously bickering, I'm like, I'll just go to another school. Yeah. And I used to tell my mom, like, yo, I don't even want to play no more for this guy. She'd be like, yo, you already did two years. She's like, you might as well finish off the next year yeah. and see what happens from next year. And then from that, my next season was my best season in college. Yeah. I just used it as motivation and yeah. So did, did really well. So you, you wanted to transfer? I wanted to transfer, and I wanted I wa at first I was like I wanted to stop playing. My yeah. mom was like, "No, you've come too far." Yes, yeah, she, she we have driven you back and forth. To yeah. practices we pay for. All right, I was like, "Okay, I want to transfer." She's like, "Is that possible?" And I was like, "I mean, it is possible, but." She's like, "Yeah, but look at all the friends and stuff that you made already at UConn," and I was like, "Damn." You're right. Like, yeah. It wasn't really the only reason that I wanted to transfer was because me and my coach didn't get along. Everything else was <laughs> perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can't be childish because, like, you're not going to get along with everyone in the real world. So I was like, okay, let me just get over it and do what I need to do, control what I, need, what I can control. So, how different is Toronto or what's Toronto to Yukon? Because I've never been to either, but I, I you hear about Toronto, mm -hmm. but uh, how different is it for I real? Mean, 
Toronto's like a major city. Toronto's yeah. a big city in North America. You know, you have the Carabana, you have the OVO Fest, the Drake Festival. You know what I mean? You yeah. have a lot of big time festivals and all of that. So what I'm thinking about it, like, but when I went to Yukon, the plus the plus side of Yukon is that everyone usually lives on campus. Yeah. So it's like a city within itself. Um, there was like twenty five thousand people that lived on campus. Yeah, so it was like a little town. Like you had all the shops, the restaurants, the twenty five thousand, twenty five thousand undergrad and grad. You had like little like um, neighborhoods for graduate students. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like people had townhouses. People were renting homes. Young, like young student athletes. Like yeah. everyone lived on campus. So it was always imagine twenty five thousand people your age, your age, yeah. your age, yo, from seventeen to like twenty five. It's nothing. It was it was it was amazing. So so. You've seen Slews. You've seen yeah. Syracuse University, yeah. obviously. UConn's bigger than that? Yeah. Okay, see, yeah. see now I'm seeing the scale because I'm yeah. seeing Slews, I'm seeing... UConn is its own town. Stores, Connecticut. Yeah, it's its own town. How far do y'all have to transfer, travel for a Walmart? Like, ooh, for a Walmart? Yeah. Um, My freshman is... So- ooh. I mean, so we didn't have a Walmart... We had to travel like thirty minutes. I don't even lie. See, we had to go to like West West Hartford or something like that. But like 25, 30 minutes to go to a mall. Yeah. But we had like little like stores, like restaurants, all that stuff. But then they got it. They finally, my last two years, they got us um, a grocery store, like a proper one. It wasn't a Walmart. It was like a price chopper. Yeah. Yeah, and it was so it was good because like obviously people that are living in an uh, apartments and stuff like that was good. So. As a soccer player, and y'all, y'all finally get downtime, you know, practice is crazy, everything's crazy. You go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Let's get, how much, what's your budget at the grocery store? Are you talking about professionally or are you talking about uh, in, nah, college? in college? <laughs> your budget, I mean, you got to use your scholarship money for, good, for better things. So, like, some, most of my scholarship money did go to, like, fashion. I won't even lie. Yeah. <laughs> so... Food. I mean, you're in school, so <laughs> yeah. you, you, you gotta. I mean, and there's a lot of people that are around your age. You're like, you're yeah. trying, everybody's trying to flex with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, nah, but for groceries, luckily I lived with three other guys on my team that were on scholarship. Yeah. So like, we would just split the funds and we would get like a um, a Costco card. Oh yeah. And go buy yeah, was responsible. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, see. yeah. So so that book, let's say there's four of y'all. Mm-hmm. How much is the total price coming at that? And then how often do y'all go? Two every two weeks, probably like two fifty. That's crazy. So fifty dollars every two weeks. Yeah. No, not fifty dollars. Like six seventy. Depends on like, cause we'll buy like what we know we're all gonna eat together. Yeah. And then if everybody wants some, if some people want something something separate, then they're gonna get it like on yeah. their own dime. You know what I mean? And then they're all close friends too, so it never was an argument about what we're yeah. getting. Yeah. I'm gonna just kind of go. Left, but what's your top five cereals? <laughs> I saw a TikTok about that today. Yeah. It was like a cereal draft. <laughs> top five cereals? Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to play safe. The number one pick, I'm going to go with Frosted Flakes. It never disappoints. That's and those, yeah, you know, You know what you're doing. I, I would say it's my best, my favorite, but it's the one that I can never get tired of. What is it? It's we the need, most consistent. We need your best. Like this my is, best. This best? is a draft. This is a draft. Yo, man, you you got to take your bro, best player number my, one. My my African parents, bro, they they weren't really about the 
extracurricular cereals. The cocoa puffs. Did you get cocoa puffs? No cocoa puffs. No cocoa puffs. In Canada, they don't have that. Yeah, what you have? We got we got Frost Flakes, we got Lucky Charms, we got Fruit Loops, we got Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is up there. Uh, we got French Toast Crunch. We got tri- French Toast Crunch. I ain't yeah, never see, ever seen it's, that. Yeah, it's different. Uh, we got Tricks. We got Fruity Pebbles. Y'all ain't got Honey Bunches of Oats. We do oats? have Honey Bunches of Oats. No, 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 we didn't have Honey Bunches of Oats. Yeah, Honey Combs. Oh, yeah, but it's the same thing. That's what, no, that's what in Canada you see Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, maybe here and there Lucky Charms. Oh, no. Af- we're having an African. We ain't have no fruit loops there. Forget that shit. We go. You going to so keeping it simple. You got yeah. You got the Cheerios, bro. Yeah, That's the it. Cheerios, the Rice Krispies, the Corn yeah. Flakes. Yeah, oh, Rice Krispies. Yep, that was. That was until I was like, let's say 14, 15, You yeah. know, you, you start to like expand. Yeah, you start going other places. Yeah, you when I was cereals. when I was young, they no Cocoa Pops. None. <laughs> Nothing. None. So what was it? What's your top five? See, I don't even I don't even eat cereal like that for real, but I'm I don't go, either anymore. Honey bunches of oats is just undisputed number one for me. Damn. Uh, Frosted Flakes number one. Nah. It's the most consistent. You can't nah. get mad. Yeah, if you have a, a bowl of Frosted Flakes, there's no reason. Nah, for you, to you get can mad. because after a while, it should now, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> but how often you're not eating cereal often? So like, if I have a cereal bowl of cereal right now and I see Frosted Flakes or I see like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'm like, damn, that'll be busting. But like, this one will be. Nah, I'm taking, I'm taking the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm really? Taking, well, listen, but you know where you can't go? You can't go wrong with a good bowl of cornflakes. A good, good bowl of cornflakes. Yeah, just add and sugar, and, bro. Add sugar. That's like that's, Frosted that's Flakes. Number, that's Frosted no, Flakes No, right see, there. Frosted Flakes is a bit too much sugar after a while. <laughs> and you could, it's a one-time thing where you're like, okay, cool, let me have some Frosted Flakes. But after yeah. four or five times in a row, it's like, bro, 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 y'all <laughs> overdoing it. But um, I'm going to go honey bunches of oats, cornflakes. I don't like anything that gets soggy too quick either. You know what's crazy? I like, wait, how do you eat your cereal? As fast as possible. No, but like, <laughs> yeah, how do you pour it in? You put the cereal in first and then the milk. No, 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 This guy, yo, you're, no, no, listen, you're listen, literally listen. a cereal killer. Because listen, this is the way. That's, this, what, that's <laughs> what they call cereal killers. Like, this, you're literally this a cereal killer. This is the way I do it. I don't, people don't, aren't, um, you don't look at me crazy. Yes, you can't. This is how you do it. You get the bowl. And what do you do? You put milk. Then you put it in the microwave. Then you heat it up for a minute, maybe a minute twenty. If you're feeling oh, if you're up. heating it up, okay, I can understand why you put the milk. But first. you have to heat it up. You can't have it cold. You can't. You can't have cold cereal. Nah, nah. nah then you put it, heat bro. it up a minute, maybe a minute twenty. If you're trying to fill, you know, something <laughs> in it, a minute twenty, and then you take it out. You put the cereal. Bro, that's hot. And if it gets a bit soggy, it's cool because it tastes. It tastes nice the way it is. It's nah. nice. I'm telling you, it's nice. <laughs> This guy said warm up the milk for a minute 20. You know how long a minute 20 is, yo? Yeah, yeah, obviously, you make sure that the, the milk isn't boiling, but it's hot, you know, you, yo. like tea. You like this, hot guy's tea. Done, this guy's done it. He's done it too many times. He perfected it? Perfected. I only, that's a, bro, listen, I tried cold cereal one time when I was in high school because my uncles and them was up. Mm-hmm. So if I go down and I start heating up the milk, they're coming out. Why, why are you eating milk like yeah. cereal this late? You know, the school tomorrow is like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So fucking let me try it. Let me try a um, cold cereal. I had a flu for the next three days. I ain't touched it since. Wow. Since. Yo, that's crazy. So you don't drink cold milk? Never. Nah. nah, I can drink cold milk, but I can't take Eat a bowl. cereal? Nah, nah, nah. It's, it's, it's okay. That's different, man. That's different. Nah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so when y'all was going to the grocery store, y'all was spending like two fifty every two weeks. Every y'all two come weeks. Back. 
Does the groceries actually last you two weeks? Yeah, y'all yeah, 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 suffering yeah. after a week. Nah, the groceries last us two weeks. Cause, and then at the same time, we had uh, youngins on our team that had, like, dining hall swipes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, they would swipe us in. And, like, our food, sometimes th- three weeks. And, like, if we had an away game, like, it would last longer, you know what I yeah. mean? So most of the stuff we, we bought were, like, stuff that you could put in the freezer yeah. that wouldn't spoil too quickly. So and then it was blessed. You're a newcon now. You mm-hmm. got drafted. What was that process like? Um, just like the NFL, just like the NBA, like we had a combine where they have, they bring like the top 80 players or 70, 70 players or something like that. And like they make four teams and yeah. you literally play three games in, in a week in front of all the MLS coaches. And then... Was you nervous? I mean, at that point, it's like, tug. <laughs> it's, it is what it is I'm at that now, point. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> now. Like you have to... It's like if I don't show up, I don't show up. It's like ah, whatever. Yeah. But like, at that point, I knew what I like, what I could bring to the table. So I wasn't really too nervous. And yeah. the people, and that's a that's the one thing that can go left or right because I don't know if they, they don't do this in the NBA. Like those guys just train with the teams before, like you yeah. know what I mean, have tr- workout sessions. But for college soccer, you can have a. a couple teammates on your team that are just not going to pass you the ball yeah yeah. you know what i mean can move like a selfish thing or like nba summer league like a lot of guys are trying to show because they're trying trying to get that game yeah that's what i mean so but in soccer like it's too many people on the field and there's one ball like there's 22 people on the field so like you can't you can't always be on the ball yeah so it just it it kind of depending on who the coaches coaches are like they understand the game so yeah they understand the little nuances like the technical ability like positional awareness all that stuff but like you could get some people on your team that don't pass you the ball and you end up doing nothing all yeah so like my team ended up being a bunch of humble humble dudes and most of the first round draft picks were from my team yeah mm-hmm. and then. Was y'all smoking the guys that weren't passing like y'all was beating them or like, what was it. Yeah, like. so my our first game we got smoked. I won't even lie, we got bodied. Was you, you see when y'all losing like that, right? Yeah. It was a ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. It's a ninety minute game. So y'all losing right, smoked in front of the coaches. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, me personally, I'm thinking, Phew. damn, you know, we're getting cooked. I'm thinking, I'm obviously I'm upset, but I'm thinking at the same time, like I've never played with these dudes yeah. ever in my life. So what? How can? What am I really gonna expect from them? Like. No one's going to understand each other off of one game. So I think, like, as the time went on, we built on it. And some teams started off hot. Some players started off hot. And then some players drastically just dropped. Like, people that were top prospects fell out of the first round. Damn. Yeah, so, like, things can change. I think if you just continue playing your game. And the coach that we had for our team... He was from Connecticut, yeah. so he knew me. So I played every minute, every game. So, so I was able to show my. So he was show. a UConn coach. No, nah, he wasn't a UConn but coach, but he was, but he was, he was from he was Connecticut. One, yeah, he was a club coach from like from one of the academies oh. in Connecticut, and their academies always because UConn is the only soccer team in Connecticut yeah. now. But now they have a Hartford Athletic. But at that time, UConn was the only soccer team in so Connecticut. So you got blessed. Yeah, I got blessed. I was able to play every game, every yeah. minute. Yeah. So after the combine, the combine's done now. Mm-hmm. Take us through like what's the process done after that. So, during the combine, after every game, there's going to be a couple, like, obviously your agent's there. Your agent, mess- agent messages you, like, Yo, there's a couple teams that want to have, that want to interview you. Yeah. So, a lot, some players that are getting interest from other teams, like, you get interviews. And then, like, after every game. Um, I was, I, so before, after the second game, we won that game. We played really well. And 
I saw Patrick Vieira in the in the hotel. He was in the MLS at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, in the hotel. So I have a picture of him. Me, because I'm like, yo, when am I ever gonna see this guy ever again? Yeah. I'm like, yo, let me take a picture. Lo and behold, he's the one that drafts me. So what was what was that yeah. like meeting him for the first time? It was cool. Like he's massive. He's like six <laughs> five. Yeah. Like, he's a tall dude. You're like, I can understand why this guy was bodying dudes yeah. in the in the Premier League, like kicking dudes down in the Premier League. But um, nah, he was a nice guy. Still a nice guy. I mean, he was yeah. a nice coach, nice person. Um, he didn't fret when me and my uh, boy wanted to take a picture with him. And so, so the games are done. You've met mm-hmm. Vieira. What? Who are you allowed to say who called you for an interview? Yeah, because it's, it's a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Um, after it was Orlando City, Montreal, Kansas City, Dallas, Colorado, New York City. Yeah. And TFC didn't call me. I'm trying to figure. There's one more. Damn, when I remember it, well, I say it. But I, I, this is what NYCFC I was, was the last one. They were the last people. Yeah. And those were the ones that drafted you, right? Yeah, and, like, we were... They didn't have their own conference room, so I had to go to Patrick's hotel room. Oh. With all the coaches. Was that crazy? Crazy. I was like, damn. It was, I'm like, it's hot. Like, I'm being impressed right now with questions. But, honestly, the team that I thought I was personally going to go to... I thought I was going to go to Dallas or Colorado, those two teams. Okay. I don't want to get you in trouble in it. Yeah. But, so, you said those six teams. Mm-hmm. Is there a part of your mind that's like, you know what, this is what I'm going to say. Because in my mind, mm-hmm. I'm hearing Kansas City, but I'm also hearing Dallas. Like, I'm trying to go to Dallas. I ain't trying to come to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Or, I think you said there was New York, there New was Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> you hear Orlando, then you hear Kansas City, it's like... Shout out Kansas City. That's a, like right two hours away. Mm-hmm. But was that any? Or are you allowed to say that? Nah, there wasn't at that point. Beggars can't be choosers, man. Yeah. I'm trying to just make it at that yeah. point because like, you get there, you still got to prove yourself again. And like, I wasn't mad at Kansas City because a year before that, I trained with them for two oh, yeah. weeks. Yeah, like I had a training stint with them and their facility, their coaches, and the way they played like suited, like how I played yeah and like they they liked me so I wasn't like I would never be upset going to Kansas City they're a really good club historic yeah. club uh, Orlando City I had two of my best friends on the team already oh, so, so I knew I'm cool. like damn if I go there like it can either be really really good or we, or we, can, yeah. or we can just a- a- mess up each other's careers and then everybody else Montreal is like close to Toronto so like everything had its own like pros and cons yeah. right so so yeah. let's get forward to drafting mm-hmm. so Draft day, what's that like? Did you wake up, play a song, or was it chill? Was it nervous? Like, what's that like? I mean, draft day was. It was kind of sad first because my parents weren't there because it was all the way in LA, so they didn't get to pull up. Oh, so you went to the draft at the green room and stuff like that? Nah, you stand up in front of media. Like, you literally oh. they call your name and you like NBA, like, they call yeah. your name, you have a speech. So, what, 20, yeah, 2017 draft. Uh, New York drafts me. They they actually pay seventy five thousand dollars to draft me like ahead of Seattle Sounders. Yeah, yeah. So I go sixteenth uh, at first round, number sixteen, and yeah, bro, it was it was an amazing experience. It was in the convention center downtown L A, overlooking like the Staples Center. Um, 
They flew you out. And yeah, they fly you out, pay your accommodations, all that stuff. And, like, you walk in, and you're sitting with your agent, and it's like, damn, like, like this is the time. Like, yeah. yo, where am I going to go? Like, so, I, so so, the draft was going right, mm-hmm. and they're saying names. Mm-hmm. Was there a time where you looked at that guy and said, yeah, I'm better than him? I mean... Like, I've seen this dude playing a combine. This guy was not better than me. Yeah, 100%. But, like, you know, it's, it's not about talent. It's literally about, like, what a team needs. Yeah, fit and stuff like, like yeah, that. If, I, if, if I'm playing winger or, or ring back, then, like, and the team needs a center back, they're not going to call me. Yeah. Like, I'm not tall. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not a center back. So I understand. Like, I can be technically better or, like, have a better resume than some guys. But, honestly, yeah, it's whatever a team needs. And... I enjoy. It was it was a good experience. Like you're sitting there and they're going name by name. You're like, hey, you understand which, which why like people that went top five went top yeah. five, hundred percent. And then after that, it's just like a free ball game. Yeah. Was there a time after that top five? You're like, I might get a call right now. And you didn't. I think I knew. No, nah, I knew because after the meetings, I knew the teams that what order they oh, had. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like I knew um, Orlando. They didn't have a first round pick. They were like, we'll see, like, because they're like, I, we, they're like, we don't think you're going to drop to the second round. So it's like, yeah. we're, not, we're just interviewing you to see how you are. And then Montreal had the 18th pick. Colorado had the 15th pick. New York picked me 16. Kansas had the 14th pick. So oh, it was so all you, around. I knew I was going to be, like, from, uh, like, 12 to, like, 18 20. or on there. Yeah, 12 to 19. So when New York, they call you, right, like, in the NBA, or is it different? Yeah. So you get a call, right? So you see them going to go talk to Seattle Sounders. They yeah. give them the whatever little card, and then, like, the commissioner comes up, and yeah. they call you up. So how soon, like, how much is the difference between from when they call and from when we see it? Like, we oh. see that New York trades, New York, or New York has gone ahead of Seattle. Yeah. Have they already called you then, or you're still waiting? I'm still waiting. Yeah. Yeah, my eight, like, everything's live, and, like, it's live for yeah. you. Like, you can watch the draft live, and, like, I didn't, had no idea what was going on until they actually said it. Like, my agent was like, yo, I was like, nah, no way. They're like, yeah, there's been a trade for from Seattle Sounders to New York City FC, and New York City FC chooses midfielder from University of Connecticut. I was like, yeah. yeah, and you stand up, and there's like media, media, like everywhere, hot in there. My phone's going off, <laughs> like my phone's on fire, like the lights are. I'm sweating. By the time you get there, they give you the scarf, and then you should you take a picture of the commissioner, and you do your speech. Damn. So what? So you're not now you're drafted. When was your I made into the to the MLS? I'm I'm a professional soccer player moment now. When I met uh, David Villa and Andrea Pirlo. Oh, you met both yeah. of them. Oh, they, played, just... they played on a team with me. Oh, well, I played on their team. My bad. <laughs> yeah. so, I played on their team. So, so you get to, to training, mm-hmm. and you've seen the people you've watched for years, and you're training with them. And my coach is Patrick Vieira. Oh, see. <laughs> yeah. So what was that like? I don't know if you've seen. There's a clip mm-hmm. of Henri, mm-hmm. and this is when he was coaching. I, I want to say it was Montreal, mm-hmm. and he's just like, but why did you take this touch? Because, like, you can see yeah. he's putting himself in that moment. Yeah. Well, take this touch out here. Take this touch. Take mm-hmm. this touch left. Why, why are you going there? Hey, pass the ball. You know your bad. Like, yeah. Is, was Vieira kind of like that? Or, like, how was he as a coach? Vieira is one of the... Probably... Yeah, he's probably the best coach that I've had um, in, in a sense of, like, professional... In the professional career. Professional realm. How he treated... How, his player management. He's a... 
top ten for me, top ten midfielders ever. Yeah. And like, so no one can tell him anything. Like, there's a lot of egos on. Imagine a New York City FC team with a lot of your. But because he's already done it at the highest level, you can't tell him anything. He's an invincible. He's a World Cup winner. <laughs> like, what do you really like? He can tell anybody anything, but he's not like that. He put more pressure on the guys that were more seasoned veterans than he did on the younger kids. Yeah. He knew that we were still learning the game. And yeah. I think it's from when he coached at Man City Academy to the U23s, and then he ended up coming to NYCFC. So you learn to work with youth. Yeah. So you know what crushes confidence, you know what builds confidence. So for me, he would just talk to me. He's like, yo, he, like I'm not saying sometimes he would be like, yo, take your touch here and then play your this and that, like yeah. 100%. But that's me learning the system. Yeah. But he was never like he would never get on your back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I had one terrible game against New York Red Bull, I remember, and he could have subbed me out at half, and he played me the whole game. He's like, yo, I want you to like literally learn through these mistakes because, yeah, yeah you're never gonna learn as a player if you don't go through this stuff. Yeah. And I was hard on myself 100. percent And he knows that the person I am, so he takes time to know the actual person. First and then the player. Yeah, because you see him yeah. now and they're killing it with Crystal yeah. Palace and his life. Yeah, 100%. All the players trust him. Yeah. You can tell. And all the players are black. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so I guess they got that link over there. Yeah, but I was just saying. So, so you're trading now with Pirlo via. Mm-hmm. Are they the best players you've seen or is it like a player that, you know, there's always, I don't know for you, but for me personally and just for people I've been around, there's that one player where you said you're when you're young you're 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 yeah, good, yeah, bro. Yeah. But you didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a player that like that that you had, or was it just Pirlo and Villa were the best? The best players that I, the best player that I played with are obviously David Villa and Andrea Pirlo. You're yeah. talking two World Cup winners, Euro winner. Like those guys are the top. So I actually just saw a clip of Pirlo playing in the Euro 2016, yeah. and then he ended up going to NYCFC. Literally, no. 2012, and he ends up going to NRCFC 2016, and like when I went there, like you really can't get the ball off the guy, yeah. and he's at he's on his last legs, and me being an energetic 20 20 year old trying to I'm sprinting at this guy, he's just like boop slow motion slow motion for your legs. You no, no, no. He's literally just dribbling the ball past people. Has there, has there ever been a time though where he's like him or V have just cooked here? You're like. No. Nah, there wasn't. There hasn't been a time. Like I can tell stories about like practices, but like there is a time where I've seen Pirlo cook via. Oh, yeah. so, so was that, it was the opposite. It wasn't really. Yeah, like you see that, you're like, damn, bro. Like for me, David was like the heart of the team. Yeah. But Andrea was probably like the best player. Okay. Like you can tell, like both of them in their prime are like, damn, like Pirlo. That's like top five midfielders. Were they really close? Um, I don't know their personal yeah. relationship, but like professionally, it seemed like they had a good relationship. Yeah. I don't know if they were close on and off the field, but I was closer to Andrea than I, more than I was with that. Yeah, yeah. So y'all have free kick competitions, right? In practice or training? They do. So no, Via yeah, don't. Even, I don't even lie, like. No one's beating Pirlo in the free kick competition. No, no, yeah, no, no one's, one's even close. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. He had to even no, try. No effort. Like, he, he'd be spanking the ball, like, no effort. He just, like, walks, boop, and you're like, and it goes 100 miles per hour. You're like, nah, that don't make no sense. Jack Harrison was on my team, too. He plays yeah, at Leeds United. Yeah, you that. That's so, a homie. So he was playing, Was he? where was he playing? Was it right wing? Right wing. Yeah, I remember. Vio was number nine. When he came, because I'm pretty sure he moved from Man City yeah, to, to New York. First he went to... 
Middlesbrough on no, uh, so Man City bought him from NYCFC. Yeah. Because the word is like yeah, sister, sister club. Clubs, yeah. And then he went on loan to Middlesbrough from Man City, and then he went on loan to Leeds, and then Leeds bought him. Yeah. And now he's cooking it in the prem. So it's just so y'all y'all's whole team that year it was just yeah we were stacked. We we always I, we always end up finishing top two in like the MLS and or the Eastern Conference. Yeah. But in the playoffs we just fumbled. The bag, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but definitely a great experience. Like, don't get me wrong. We had players that, like, played Champions League, like, big Champions League games, World yeah. Cup. Like, it was when, a great experience. When you got to New York, because mm-hmm. I know they're a new club, was that how, what year of existence were they in? They started in 2015. I got okay, there in cool. 2017. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so, so two years in. So... You leave New York City. What? Uh, why did that happen? And then how? How was that like? I think it was just me exploring my options and just trying to get as much game time. I was already past the development stage, where it's yeah. like, and Patrick already left. He left to Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I had the coach that trusted me and it was like willing to play me and all that stuff. And then you had to start all over again from ground zero with yeah. a brand new coach, and it just wasn't working. And I just said, okay, like. After this season, like, we both knew that we were going to part ways, and I ended up going back to play with my academy coach. We ended up coaching. He was coaching professionally for in the Canadian Premier League for Forge FC. Okay. Yeah. And then you get from Forge FC to St. Louis, right? Yeah. So what was From Forge FC to Vancouver for, like, a month and a half. And, and then to Then St. you made Louis. the decision to come to St. Yeah. Louis. So you come to St. Louis now. Mm-hmm. What was that like? So what was that process like? They call you up and they're just like, "We have this project. We want you to come down to be a part of it." Yeah, yeah. yeah essentially, uh, me and Hack- I've known Hackworth for about five years when he coached at Louisville City SC, and um, it was a, a good professional relationship. And I knew the type of football that he wanted to play. I understood, and the head coach, <clears throat> other coach Bradley Carnell, who was at New York Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny a story. Yeah, that's the head coach of STL. Yeah, funny story. I had a couple times that I was I wanted I was gonna go to New York Red Bull, but COVID hit. Oh, COVID <laughs> yeah. ruined it. Yeah. Wow. So, so he brought me when he moved here. He sought me and sought me out, and he always wanted to be somewhere where you're wanted. Right? Yeah, so always. Yeah. I came, I came here and it was a good experience. It was a fast transition because. I came from Vancouver, landed in Toronto for like a week and a half, then drove from Toronto to St. Louis. How how far is that? Ten hour drive. Damn. Yeah. So you get to St. Louis now, mm-hmm. and what's the how you how you been living? Like you like the city? Cause I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna just tell you now, people from St. Louis don't like St. Louis. Yeah. Me, I came to St. Louis, so I don't mind St. Louis. Yeah. What's how you like it? I think I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. See, I don't mind it. But people from here hate. They're like, it's so small. It's this, but I just feel like it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, we've come. We come from big cities, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's like when you come to something smaller, like I mean, I already don't know people. So you saying it's small to me? It's not that small because I don't know anyone. So it's like I like that. I've gotten to know. I've gotten to meet a couple people outside of just from football. Yeah, and like I've been able to go out. I've been able to. Go to events. I've been going Cardinals games, Blues games, like just doing random things, right? Yeah. And like you just meet people. I would say the one thing about St. Louis, 
It's like a little bit of no culture. You know what I mean? You know the multiculturalism, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where it comes, like... But that is... You just have to find, find it. It's, it's like, hard. It's hard. You have to go digging for it. They like, had them... What was it called? They had something <laughs> at the park, like, last week or Sunday. Last week, Sunday or something like Last weekend... And it was just like a bunch a of festival, right? Yeah, 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 yeah festival. So that, but I wasn't able to stay there. I was literally there for five minutes. And when I say it was packed, but obviously, like mm-hmm. from where I'm from, the, the Nigerian music, yeah. the, the you walk the, outside, it's there. You yeah, know what I mean? but it's hard to find that here. Yeah. But I know it's there. Um, I've been meeting more with them, mm-hmm. just people my age that in that. So that's there in it. But you just have to find it. But one mm-hmm. thing I'll ask, being a professional soccer player, mm-hmm. how? Young, did you start tailoring? Because I know there's a bunch of players out here that are probably gonna listen that are like mm. maybe like 17, 18, but let's say they die. It wasn't mm. so. When did you start tailoring your life, or did you ever or were you just naturally gifted? Like physically, you know, like say for <coughs> example, like you have people say, like eat like a soccer player. Oh, okay, so, so when did you ever start that, or were you just always living life and it just put you there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would you would know, like, there was no like sh- sugar in the crib, like yeah. in foreign cribs, like, yeah. they were like, my parents, like, if I'm going grocery shopping, I'm buying the stuff that like you have you should eat and have to eat, yeah. like, everything else is like a little extra, if I have extra money, yeah, so it was like. I the never forget <clears throat> you stuff like that. Yeah, there was there's and I don't mind eating jollof rice all the time. Yeah. Like that was me. Like I don't jollof rice, chicken, my mom makes salad on the side. Yeah. Yeah, so like I had the whole mix of it. And like when I went out, I never had money, so I didn't be like, "Hey, let's go to McDonald's or go to the drive thrus yeah. And I didn't ask people for money. I didn't ask people to buy me things. So like I would eat before I go into practice, go practice get my ride, go, and drive back home. I never really stopped my parents to be like, yo, can we get McDonald's? Or can we... Yeah. I was too tired from practice. I'm like, I'm just going to eat at home. So, like, for me, my whole life has been tailored. I only used to eat sweets when I used to go to my cousin's house. Yeah. That was the only time I cheated. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I knew I didn't have any of that in my crib. So, I want to actually just touch on this real quick. You went to an academy, right? Yeah. How many players do you know that you've met for all your years that didn't go to an academy in America? They've been like American or Canadian. That they just said they just they just went to school and go went to college and got here. Damn. Like is a like what would the ratio would it be eighty twenty? I would say like ninety ten. Most went to most academy. Went to, most were playing for academy yeah, teams. Yeah. See, see, that's the difference yeah. because. It just it, comes down to resources. Yeah. Yeah. It literally, just comes so down your to parents resources. really invested. Yeah, but. I, I mean, this is gonna get released, but like, you can, you kind of made like a deal with like the technical director. So like, I didn't really, I didn't pay for academy like yeah, that. Like, because you were that good. Yeah, that and because like it was like a future investment. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, what are the chances this comes full circle where I played for my academy and then go to college, get drafted by New York City, the academy, the academy uh, technical director, his brother became my agent yeah so you know what I mean it's like a full circle thing and then I come back and play for his brother yeah. again and for so like it's still re- they're still reaping the benefits you know what I mean but most you should go to like if you have yeah, the yeah, chance yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have the chance you should go to an academy because those are the where, where the best players are and you have to, you have to align yourself with the best players yeah I'm not saying there's not a diamonds in the rough yeah but most of the time if you're a better if you're a good player you should want to play with and against players that are as good or better than you. So when you're in the academy now, was you allowed to play high school? 
smoker. Yeah. They let you. They didn't really like it. They, they didn't really like it, but yeah. my my high school though they allowed it because my high school was a soccer specific school. Oh, so you you been? <laughs> yeah, that's that's like telling you when I hit like high school. I knew I'm like yeah, this well, is it. Was that by choice or was that just it happened? by choice? Okay, cool. So you said me and all my best friend. Like I can tell you, my best friend who play who got signed for Nottingham last year. Yeah, he went to my high school. lived across the street from me. Um, obviously, I signed for New York City. Um, my other friend Kyle Laren, he went to a different soccer uh, high school. He plays for so Club Bruges. We all, oh, we all went to the same academy. <laughs> like some Tejon Buchanan played on the same academy. Like we had guys that are playing at the highest level right now. But yeah. we played soccer. I would say we played soccer three three times a day. So, two or three times a day. What were the what were the two? This is during school. During school, so. We have four periods. First okay. period, you have a regular class. Okay. And then second period, you would have soccer. This is a public school. This is a Catholic school. I'm to a Catholic oh, school. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So you have soccer, like literally a soccer class, with a, like a college coach yeah. will come in. You have soccer class. And then you, ha- you shower and then lunch, and you have your next two classes every yeah. day. Every single day you're playing soccer in school. And then you had... School soccer, on top of it. Yeah. So the actual school soccer team was y'all smoking other schools. Smoking. <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm thinking like yeah. y'all smoking. was smoking. What was the score? Like seven, eight. Yeah. Yo, like there was one game where like we were playing against a team and it was like two nothing, and we're just like, yo, let's see how many passes we can get instead of just trying to score goals. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were like, nah. Nah, y'all, y'all must have been killing other schools. Because yeah, my kill. schools, we even went to the state. Yeah. But we, nah, not I'm hearing what y'all was doing. <laughs> yeah, bro. Y'all was in school learning about soccer to, for a specific class. So, because I was even going to say, because I went to Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, in high school sports in Texas, mm-hmm. really, like. Big, big time. Yeah, like, I didn't go to class my whole yeah. senior year. Like, I was worried my mom for the day if she had it, <laughs> so I didn't go to class. Like, yeah. because we played soccer and we was good, mm-hmm. like, we was actually good, so you got that kind of leeway, but. I was going to say, but y'all, y'all went to a soccer school. In high school. So there was no football? No, we had no... that. So all our resources went to soccer and field hockey. We had, okay, we had a basketball team. We had a volleyball team for women, women's field hockey, and then soccer. And then so, track? Do we have track? Do we have track? I don't even know. I don't even remember. Was y'all the guys on... on, on like, yeah. Everyone that went to the school, like, that would... Like played soccer, most of the guys. So like so eighty percent. What's that like going from that to UConn, where there's a football team that's so big, and then there's a basketball team. The UConn football team's not good though, so it's alright though. I mean, the Y'all, UConn the UConn basketball team was the one that was like, okay, these are the only guys yeah. that like. I mean, you go to school with Shabazz Napier, yeah, like Ryan Boltwright, like you're going to school with guys that are in the, going NBA, to NBA, NBA, like. Kemba Walker just left when I got there. Oh well, yeah, it's like, because yeah, they so, got drafted 2012. Yeah, then no 2011, and then we won the national championship for men and women's basketball in 2013. So I went to school with, like Brianna Stewart, like yeah, yeah like Gabby Williams. All did, did, did you see them in classes? And shit? Yeah, like we used to go. Like these are these are the homies. Like I, we all follow each other on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Like we all like literally grew up together in college. Yeah. So like when you see them, it's like, it's like yo, that's just your regular friend. But to them, they're like. Superheroes, yo. Yeah. So like we couldn't compete with them, but like when I went to UConn, we were um, ranked second in the country. So y'all was good. Yeah, we were good, right. bro. We were good. Yeah. I had I'm, Andre Blake. 
who plays the, the captains of the Jamaican national team. The goalkeeper. For, yeah, for yeah. Philadelphia Union. He, he, went, went, to my, he went to yeah. UConn. Kyle Aaron, my boy that plays at Club Bruges right now, so was yeah. there. Yeah, bro, we had a squad. So you and your boy both went to UConn. Both went, we well, both went to well, UConn. Was that my choice? Yeah. Yeah. They both scouted us and were like, yo, let's go. Let's tear it up. Did you have any other offers or did you even consider it? I had Boston College. At that time, Boston College was really good. Yeah. But my academy wasn't so well known at the time. We just used to go to the tournaments in the states and we saw body teams they're like yo hold on what's a small little canadian thing that <laughs> small team from canadian smoking us smoking us they're like yo and then they ended up coming like we didn't get the uclas and the marylands and the uncs didn't end up coming to the our yearly academy like showcase showcase until we left yeah like, we started the we started the wave like the 95 age group, yo we started the wave yeah yeah so I mean, it's good for the younger kids growing up. You have to pave the pave the road sometimes, yeah. right? But at that time, like, why would I go anywhere else if UConn's right number two? Yeah, yeah. So what does it take? Because you're playing all the soccer first. So even me, like, I played mm-hmm. since I was like five. Once I got to like eighteen, like, bro, I'm tired, bro. You're telling me <laughs> I still have to wake up and run miles, bro. I'm good, bro. So oh, where man. does it take? How? What does it take for you not to suffer from burnout? Not you go. You always go through a period of burnout, though. Like I can't even lie, like. A long season. My first season at New York City, imagine college seasons from August to November. Yeah, see, that's, that's three months. Is. You don't really get burnt out. You're like, at the end of the season, don't get me wrong, like, you're tired. You're like, all right, I've been playing uh, two games every week for three months. Bro, you started in preseason, January, late January. And in, at New York, we were so good. We always made it far in the playoffs. You finishing end of November. You're yeah. going 11 months straight. Just straight playing football. Nah, that's so crazy. And you're in the best. You're in one of the best cities in the world. The mo- mo- one of the most fast-paced cities in the world. Uh, so like you get burnt out, 100. percent Like my after my first year, I was like, yo, I didn't touch a ball for like f- ten days. Yeah. I even run for like ten days. I was like, I'm not doing anything. How often do you run? I mean, now that I play every day, but, like, when we have days off, I take my days off. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that can... You need a mental break from soccer. Uh, so yeah, you need I, a mental break. It, it was just always on go, on go. Yeah, it you can't to, be like that. It was just, like, once I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm seeing, okay, this guy's better than me. Like, I've always been the guy that's, like, no, you're not better than me. Yeah. I'm starting to this guy might be better than me. Okay, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Because I'm, I'm more the... I've, I've, I was always starting... Till I wasn't starting. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't starting, I said, so I have to run these miles and I'm not going to start. <laughs> and I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. When my knees is hurting, I've been yeah. playing for it. I want to walk when I'm 50 or something, bro. My knees is all hurting and now I'm like, tell me about it, man. Let, let me just relax. But um, um, we going to end this off with um, music. Mm. Because we do have we do have a playlist on this podcast. Okay, that's what's so. Up. Actually, no, I did want to end off with Top Bin Talks. That's, okay, that's, yes, sir. That's something that you started. So, what's uh, what's that like? I mean, I mean, you know how it is. Like, yeah. obviously, you have your your podcast probably better set up than mine. My co-host is living in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, it's a podcast that they uh, FTF Canada. Uh, Canadian soccer uh, platform uh, reached out to me. My one of my close friends owns it. He's the CEO, uh, yeah. founder, and 
he was like, oh, would you want to start a podcast on our platform? And I was like, hell yeah, because this was something that I wanted to do in general. Like, I already had, like, a blueprint, a business plan, and everything, but yeah. it wasn't going to be about soccer. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, maybe I should start with soccer, Talk, formulate my opinions around something that I know a lot of. Yeah. So, like, it's, how do you call it? Like, it's trustworthy. Yeah, like, People yeah. trust my, my opinion. People trust my voice. So I was like, okay, I, yeah, why not? And, like, obviously with sponsorships and all that stuff like you can get funded a little bit right so i was yeah. like okay that's the side hustle it doesn't take a lot to talk about soccer because i know everything that's going on yeah. especially with canadian soccer and i think we wanted to start it because to just to shed light on soccer in canada as a whole everybody knows alfonso davies but no one knows the person who could be the next alfonso yeah. davies you know what i mean so yeah it's good so far i experienced Film record yeah filmed and recorded the second episode yesterday so that should be dropping next week but yeah it's a it's a project a passion project and yeah I don't put my, any pressure on myself for yeah. it it's like yo just enjoy it I mean just usually like, when it's like things like these there's, there's not really you're just doing mm. things you want to do and there's like people are gonna take to it people are not but I mm. if you want to do something I guess you're just gonna do, do it, it yeah. but like because you did say Alfonso Davies I mm. want to say that y'all grew up, did you like know him. Or did you play against him? The first time I met him was at a national team camp in 2017. He was 16 years old, seven, seven, just turned six, 17, something like that, 16 or 17. That was his first national team camp. And he's also Ghanaian Liberian. Yeah. yeah so, um, nah, he's a great kid. Great, obviously, amazing footballer. Like, can't yeah. take that away from him. But great kid, great guy. Like, he does a lot of charity. He does a lot for his hometown in Edmonton. Played against him when he was on the Whitecaps as well. And, yeah, yeah cool when, people, man. When you seen him at the National League Camp, you said, oof. This, yeah, this I'm is, like, nah, this guy's going to be nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He stood it's out immediately. Raw, yeah, it's just, like, raw talent. Uh, yeah. And now he went somewhere where it was more refined. Right? He's, he's yeah. going to have a great career. Okay. Amazing career. And the last thing I'm going to touch on on soccer is... Because when I moved here from London originally and mm-hmm. I came here, niggas was telling me about a weight room to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Has that been a thing for you? Like, how... So, just- weight room is not... Like, we go to, we do gym sessions. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But it's not where, like, everyone's like, oh, bench press it, bench press it. Nah, yeah. it's like, you do it to maintain your strength. You don't do it to get bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I like, think that's the difference. Yeah, because yeah. we run so much that you lose a lot of lean mass. Yeah. So, like... In order to maintain it, obviously, you recover with eating. And then, like, you still lift weights, but a lot of stuff is body weights. A lot of stuff is, like, the weight vest. A lot of stuff is more explosive stuff. So you don't slow yourself down, but you're still building muscle. You're still activating those muscles. So, yeah, the weight rooms in college, it was in the off-season, it was a lot of weight room. And then I thought about it, like, my my junior year, I went to my strength coach. I was like, yo, I don't need to be lifting anymore, like... I'm going to feel too heavy. And he's like, okay, let's see if we can turn it into more of an explosive and a strengthening. Like, yeah. yeah. So I did that on my own. I used to do, like, separate workouts. Yeah. And it helped me. Benefited from it yeah. greatly. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, let's... let's music? Yes, yeah, music. So we have a playlist. So mm-hmm. what songs you've been feeling, what artists, you can add as many as you want. And what if it's one, if it's three, if it's five. What songs? Okay. Uh... I mean, the God Did song, Jay-Z went to work on that, and yeah. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's my favorite artist ever. You see, that song's on there, because mm-hmm. we have Seattle, put that on there. When you did? It came okay. Here. All right. Um, Central C, Doja. 
Oh yeah, y'all do be listening to London yeah, music. Yeah, a lot there. of London music. Okay. Um, cool. I would say. Well, I mean, can I look at my phone to see? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course, of course, of course. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Because uh, even me, I'm still. I'm thinking right now. I can put I'm some. Af- to... I can put some Afro beats on it. Of course. Oh course. yeah, I'm gonna put some clean Afro beats on it. Who who we been listening to? Okay, cool. Uh, we're gonna know King Promise, Iniesta. That's a big track. Okay. Um. We'll do one more Afrobeats for you. Uh, let me see. What's the one I've been... Girlfriend by Ruger. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, I listen to a lot of R&B and I listen to Afrobeats. I, I feel like I went through the stage where I used to listen to hardcore rap, all yeah. that. I used to listen to freestyle. Freestyle like Cassidy, Reed Dollar, like those hood freestyles yeah. when I was growing up. And then, like, like shifting into, like, the Drake and all that stuff. Yeah. Little Wayne. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just a softie now. I'd be listening. To R&B is just more calm for me. I see, like being calm. I don't know. Me, personally, I was, I'm still listening to rap, but the yeah. Afrobeats this last year has been crazy. Crazy. It's just, more, I would say that's... It's just vibes all yeah, the time. Like, you all, listen all to the time. on the couch... In your car, like you listen to anywhere. And then I'm up. What is it? When you're outside, you you rather listen to like hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the song I'm gonna add this week is "Like Me" by Future, actually, um, okay. for hip hop. And um, there was a song called "Tamika" by Nuda Zero Five, which I'd been listening, which is rap too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Asaka dropped an album yesterday, actually. So I'm gonna add a song off from there. Organize. Um, yeah, I like. I've been feeling that. So. So who's your favorite artist? Oh, Drake. Drake? 100%, really? 100%, no 100%, way. Hundred percent. Wait, why? What, wait, which Drake? There's different types of Drake. All, all of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> nah, Drake listen, is your listen. favorite artist. This guy is him. Whatever you need the guy to do, he will do. If it's so sing, you think he's the best like musician ever? Bro, if you need a guy to sing, he'll sing. <laughs> if you need a guy that, to rap, he'll rap. If you need a guy to sing Spanish, he'll sing Spanish. If you need a guy to tell you, oh, your heart's broken, he's going to tell you your heart's broken. <laughs> if you need to tell him, oh, this is how you get money, he's going to tell you how to get money. This guy is generational. There's 100%. no one that talks to him. This is, he's generational. It's it's actually, like, crazy. There's only a couple artists that I'm like, yo, these are generational talents. Like, Bro, the man will come, drop a UK verse, Acting like you'd think the guy is from Brixton or something, <laughs> and then come and then drop a song with Bad Bunny, and then the next song on the album would be about him telling you about his fifth breakup of the year. bro. <laughs> no one can talk to him. He's the that guy. multi-dimensional. Uh, All right, I'll no give one can that. talk to him. No one can talk to him. Uh, so like, I'll, no, hundred percent, Drake. The reason why I, I laugh when people say Drake is because I'm Canadian. Like yeah. I've seen the, go, the, the glow up. You yeah. know what I mean, like I've seen it go. So, like, I listen to him 100%. When he drops something, I listen. Yeah. But, like, in general, Canada's got got the world on lock, bro. You can't do anything about it. Like, Drake, Justin Bieber, The Weeknd, those are the highest listened on Spotify. Yeah, y- 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 y'all got some Mars. Yeah, that's y- what I'm saying. Y'all got some Mars. But, nah, like, I enjoy UK. Like, AJ Tracy is probably my favorite UK artist. Okay. AJ Tracy and then Notes. Notes, 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 smooth. I listen to Hardy Caprio. Okay, cool. Obviously, Central C, like I said, Doja. Um, I listen to, uh, you obviously got the Skepta, the Stormzy, like, 
Those fellas are like been been in the game. Yeah. Heady one. And then uh nines. No fuck it, we're gonna add the Dave song to the playlist too. <laughs> what, I, I, which one? I don't even Pro- know your he, he came out of an Afrobeast kind of track called Propeller. Oh, that sounds that, a banger. That's on there. Don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. Okay, we got that okay. on there. We got that on there. That sounds a banger. Yeah, Dave and then like Nines. Oh, so you really be listening. I really be listening. I don't even like listen to Nines. Nines. Yeah. Obviously, respect Abra Nines. Kadabra. Oh, yeah. My, young, Abra, Abra. my young, Yeah, my younger brother, like, yo, he bumps you. Okay. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And then maybe a Chunks in Philly. <laughs> you, you watch, you watch them? Yeah, on the attack. Yes. And them on Foot Asylum works. Yeah, crazy. bro. Crazy, yo. But now nah, we got to wrap this up. It's yeah. been cool. That hour's flown by. It's yeah. flown by. But yeah, appreciate you for coming bro. coming through. Um, this episode is going to drop. Obviously, episodes drop every Wednesday. In the morning, I try to schedule it where it's kind of in the morning for the, both UK and US. Where, you know, it's going to come. As soon as you wake up, it should be there. Um, we are live every Wednesday, dropping more content for y'all every single time. Actually, there is the new Instagram because I had been just putting the episode on my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, fuck it, let me just make mm-hmm. the Instagram for the podcast, so that will be there. So make sure y'all follow that mm-hmm. um, content, information, news, everything is gonna come become from there from now on. So mm-hmm. um, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Always appreciate always the support. Thank you yes. again for coming through. Bro, no worries. And then Thank you. Gonna, Thanks for having this me, back. dog. 100%. Great. Um, yeah, I got a lot more stories, yeah, yeah. No, nah, we got to run this back. Um, when's y'all season start? Um, uh, well, y'all season's been started. Been starting, yeah. But, um, like, the MLS season, yeah. our preseason's, like, mid-January. But we'll probably go somewhere tropical for that. Yeah. yeah. You excited for that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's always nice. I've been to a lot of countries, bro. Yeah. Just quickly, y'all signed um, that goalkeeper from, from Bruce Dorman. He's nice. You know what? I, he's nice, nice. <laughs> he's real good. He's nice, nice, bro. Because um, I've seen a video. They had shown them toasted ravioli. Have you had it? Yeah. Did you have that in that video? No, I didn't have it in that video. You but I've had it before. I, yeah, I do. Okay, I've had cool. it at Cafe Napoli. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good place. Yeah, a good place. But, um, yeah, we got to get to make sure we get you yes, back sir. on there. Um, this episode is going to drop real soon. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And then that's it. Appreciate y'all. That's wraps. We're going to see y'all real soon.